This episode of Changemaker Q&A is brought to you by Changemaker Co. Changemaker Collective is a catalyst for young people to live out the motto, tell the world how much you care without saying anything. From iron-on patches for changemakers to upcycle their existing clothes into statement pieces, sustainably and ethically sourced gifts and clothing for changemakers, and community craftivism projects, there's something for everyone. Using a redistributive social enterprise business model, 100% of the profits from Changemaker Co. funds the impact work of the Humanitarian Changemakers Network. Just head to changemakercollective.net for more. Australia's COVID chaos, the IPCC's climate warning, and the Taliban's Afghanistan resurgence. This is your News of Change for Wednesday the 18th of August. New South Wales recorded 2,850 COVID cases last week to 8pm Monday, with three out of the last seven days breaking new case records. Over half of those cases, 56.2%, came from an unknown source. That's 13 points higher than the 43.2% New South Wales Health reported the week prior. Last week also saw 24 COVID deaths, including a 15-year-old boy with meningitis. 446 people are in hospital with COVID, with 69 in intensive care and 24 on ventilators. Premier Gladys Berejiklian warned of difficult days ahead during Saturday's press conference. We will get through this, but it's September and October are going to be very difficult. After that press conference, the spread of cases to the regions prompted a decision to lock down all remaining LGAs in the state, a move announced on Twitter. Further restrictions began on Monday, including higher on-the-spot fines for breaches and an online registration requirement for singles bubbles in at-risk LGAs. Victoria recorded 150 COVID cases in Melbourne's first full week of hard lockdown since restrictions eased last month. Lockdown ended in regional Victoria last Tuesday, but Melbourne faces a lockdown extension until early September. Tougher restrictions have also been introduced, including a 9pm curfew, work and study permits, and tightened mask rules. On Monday, Premier Dan Andrews urged Melburnians to keep following the rules and blasted several high-profile restriction breaches over the weekend. They are shitty choices, and they will keep us all locked down for longer than we should be. That statement came after a 68-person engagement party drew community ire, with attendees joking the illegal gathering was a mental health support group in leaked video. Ex-Labour MP Philip Daladakis condemned the party, saying small pockets of the Orthodox Jewish community should see this as an opportunity to reset and reflect. But a new Melbourne quarantine hub could help the city avoid future lockdowns altogether, with Project Director Chris Keating announcing construction is ahead of schedule last Thursday. More on that story on the HCM website right now. The Australian Capital Territory went into a seven-day lockdown Thursday after recording one case of community transmission the day before. 27-year-old Cedric Nyami was the Territory's first local case in 397 days and told Region Media he feels bad for breaking the streak. Because of me, Canberra is in lockdown, he said, but I didn't do anything wrong, someone gave it to me too. Authorities don't believe Niamey to be patient zero of this outbreak, which has already grown to 45 cases since lockdown began. The lockdown suspended parliamentary activities, including a planned hearing with Sky News presenters after the network's YouTube page was suspended from posting. The lockdown has now been extended a further two weeks, with Chief Minister Andrew Marr saying the next few days are critical, hoping the outbreak has reached its peak. 
right now. Uh, we have, we're in the middle of you know, the, the highest number of cases that I hope we experience. Some cases have been recorded in an aged care facility, but no cases currently require hospital treatment. The federal government has bought 1 million Pfizer doses from Poland, with the first deliveries arriving early Monday morning. Prime Minister Scott Morrison spoke on Sunday about the incoming doses of hope. And in just days we will start going, these, these jabs um, will start going in the arms of Australians over the course of this week. And uh, this will greatly assist, um, particularly the effort in New South Wales. 530,000 doses will go to Sydney to combat the city's growing outbreak, with those 16 to 39 prioritised for the jab. The rest of the doses will be allocated to other states on a per capita basis, meaning no extra doses to quash outbreaks in Melbourne and Canberra. The news comes as Australia's vaccination program ramps up, with vaccine availability opened up to under 40s in South Australia and Victoria. The majority of states are now less than a month away from giving 60% of over 16s their first dose, based on projections using their seven-day average but Queensland, South Australia and Western Australia still lag behind. All three states are over a month away from this target, with Western Australia 44 days away. Western Australia's Premier has criticised the federal government after the extent of their spending intervening in border closure court cases was revealed. Attorney General Michaelia Cash said the federal government spent over $1 million on three court cases, including Clive Palmer's case against Western Australia. $66,805 was spent on legal experts in the Western Australia case specifically, with $771,685 spent on legal services from the Australian government solicitor across all cases. Premier Mark McGowan said the money would have been better spent in other areas, such as the purchase of COVID vaccines. In November last year, the High Court ruled Western Australia's hard border with the rest of Australia was constitutional, and the border remained. Last week, Western Australia introduced a further vaccine requirement for New South Wales travellers. They must have had at least one dose of any COVID vaccine. ABC journalist Louise Milligan will pay Liberal MP Dr Andrew Lemming $79,000 plus legal costs after sending a false tweet about the embattled MP. Milligan incorrectly claimed the doctor took an upskirt photo of a woman working at a landscaping company when the 2019 incident made headlines in March. But while the woman's exposed underwear was seen in the photo, it wasn't taken up her skirt. Milligan has since deleted the tweet and posted a retraction. A staff member at the company told Nine News he confronted Dr Lamming and made him delete the image, but Dr Lamming defended the picture on ABC Radio Brisbane. In March, Queensland police said there was no evidence to indicate a criminal offence and declined to investigate the photo further. It's unclear if the ABC will pay Milligan settlement costs after the public broadcaster announced stricter social media rules for journalists last Monday. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change warned of widespread and rapid changes to the environment in their latest report last Monday. The report says it is unequivocal that human influence has warmed atmosphere, ocean and land. The IPCC also laid out a number of scenarios predicting future global warming, measured by a rise in average global temperature since the pre-industrial period. A best-case scenario sees the world achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050, with 1.5 degrees of global warming by 2035 before it levels off at 1.2 degrees. However, current climate pledges will see a 3 degree temperature rise by the end of the century. 
In some good news, aerosol pollution has slowed the rise in average global temperatures, but it also contributes to millions of preventable deaths a year. Scott Morrison said Australia is doing its part on climate action at a press conference last Monday, blaming the developing world for continued emissions. We cannot ignore the fact that the developing world accounts for two-thirds of global emissions and those emissions are rising. The rest of the IPCC's report will come throughout the remainder of the year. Mediterranean countries are battling their worst fire season in decades, with megafires burning in Greece, Italy and Turkey. The Greek island of Evia has seen active fires for two weeks, and residents have criticised a disorganised government response. President Kyriakos Mitsotakis apologised to citizens last Monday, saying any failures in the response will be identified. In Italy, fires have been blazing across the country for more than 10 days, with 60 fires recorded in the mountain area of Calabria on Thursday night. The Italian army was dispatched to the region last week, but the heatwave exacerbating the fire is expected to continue, with temperatures topping over 40 degrees over the weekend. And Turkey has seen both fire and floods, with a photograph of a young girl at the beach looking at an orange sky going viral on Instagram. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's throwing of bags of tea at flood victims after a speech in Mamaris in early August has also continued to draw ire last week. Afghanistan is under Taliban control just two weeks after 20 years of Western military intervention came to an end. The Afghanistan president fled the country in the early hours of Monday morning Australian time. In a Facebook post, Ashraf Ghani said he left to avoid bloodshed. The war in Afghanistan began after 2001 September 11 attacks led to a 518 to 1 vote in the US House in favour of military action. US forces were scheduled to withdraw on the 20th anniversary of the attacks, but many troops left early under President Joe Biden's direction. I stand squarely behind my decision. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw US forces. The focus is now on evacuation and recovery, and many are desperate to leave, with some at Kabul airport grabbing onto the side of US Air Force planes and falling to their deaths. Scott Morrison told ABC News Breakfast the developments are devastating. Devastated. Absolutely devastated about it. It's a terrible, it's a terrible situation. Australian repatriation flights won't begin until order is restored in Kabul. Afghan visa holders will not be deported at this time. An alleged incel shot and killed five people in the British town of Plymouth on Thursday, including a three-year-old girl and her father. Other fatalities included a 59-year-old man, a 66-year-old woman, the shooter's own mother and the shooter himself. Two others were shot but survived. The UK's National Counterterrorism Network said the event was not a terrorist incident, but police have since said this will be kept under continual review. Before the attack, the shooter had a YouTube channel where he discussed incel ideology. In his last upload before the shooting, he referenced being blackpilled, but did not indicate his plan. I like to think sometimes, you know, I'm a Terminator or something, and despite, despite, um, you know, reaching almost total system failure, he keeps trying to accomplish his mission, you know. YouTube suspended the shooter's account for breach of its offline behaviour policy after the attack. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson called the incident appalling and said his thoughts are very much with the families of those who tragically lost their lives. A candlelit vigil was held today commemorating the victims. 
Andrew Cuomo, the New York governor who made international headlines amid the pandemic last year, has stepped down after an investigation substantiated sexual harassment allegations made against him. A report made by New York's Attorney General found Cuomo broke state and federal law when he harassed more than 11 women while in office. The report was part of an ongoing impeachment inquiry which is also investigating allegations of improper use of government resources and underreporting of nursing home COVID deaths. Cuomo's resignation means the inquiry will be closed as New York's constitution does not allow the impeachment of an official who is no longer in office. He denies any wrongdoing. Cuomo's brother Chris, the CNN host who interviewed Andrew several times on his program last year, made an on-air statement about the resignation yesterday. My advice to my brother was simple and consistent. Own what you did, tell people what you'll do to be better, be contrite, and finally, accept that it doesn't matter what you intended. What matters is how your actions and words were perceived. No disciplinary action will be taken against the CNN host, but other criminal investigations await the ex-politician. Jamie Spears has filed to step down as conservator of his daughter Britney's estate in the Los Angeles Superior Court last week. Mr. Spears has been in charge of Britney's estate since 2007, an arrangement Britney alleges led to abuse. She filed a petition against her father last month, telling the judge, I'm here to get rid of my dad and charge him with conservator abuse. Mr. Spears has stepped down voluntarily and denies any wrongdoing. Britney's fans and supporters have been campaigning to end the star's conservatorship entirely since April 2019 with the hashtag FreeBritney. Britney herself testified against the conservatorship, which limits her ability to drive, spend money and leave home for the first time in June. At that hearing, Britney told the judge about an IUD she can't remove. I wanted to take the ID out so I could start trying to have another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they, they don't want me to have children. There is no timeline around when the transition to a new conservator will take place. I'm someone who loves learning, and I'm always looking for opportunities to grow my knowledge and skills, and that's why I swear by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community where you can explore thousands of classes in design, photography, business, and so much more. Since joining Skillshare, I've taken classes in things like watercolor art, design thinking, art journaling, storytelling through video, art activism, podcasting, and I even use Skillshare to learn Spanish. If you're new to Skillshare, you can get started with a free trial to get unlimited access to the entire catalogue with a premium membership. Just head to humanitarianchangemakers.net forward slash Skillshare for a free trial. And if you're already a Skillshare member, make sure to take our Social Change 101 class. 